When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to America's Game, episode number three. I am your host, Eric Vanek. You can find me at Eric Vanek NFL on Twitter. And my co-host, once again for this episode, is Scott Connor. Scott, how you doing, man? Good. We made it to a third week. Doing well. It's been a long week, but ready for another episode. And this is going to be one that uh, kind of brings us back to our old uh, Chasing the Helmet podcasting days a little bit of a spoiler uh, but for an old show that i used to host and uh, eric was a frequent guest on uh that's what we're on tap for tonight so thanks for having me back for another week yeah welcome back and yeah i didn't get us canceled for the third week in a row so this is good we're on a good good streak here <laughs> yeah for sure we might make it to the season yeah we might uh but anyways tonight what we're going to be doing is we're doing a live draft on ffpc and this one is just like a $35 classic league, which is basically your regular lineup league. But we wanted to kind of do this for you guys and kind of go over our process for roster construction and how we want to build like our teams. I think this can go for Dynasty a little bit, too, on how, how we would build our teams. But this is just for redraft for purposes, but it's pretty much the same kind of principle. So I'm pretty excited for this one. We got the 103 draft pick, so we're probably locked in. Jonathan Taylor will most likely be gone. So I think we're deciding between McCaffrey or one of the top two receivers in Cup or, or Jefferson. So that's kind of where I'm leaning for this one. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I mean, 103 is a good spot. We have flexibility. There's going to be multiple elite receivers there if we want uh, potentially an anchor running back. You know, after our last episode talking about the warp, you know, it kind of makes sense to try to build one of these running back squads with an anchor uh, at this spot. I think it just depends on, you know, if Taylor or McCaffrey are there and we can still debate it because I think there is a, a debate. It's not like you automatically have to go that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is FFPC. It is 1.5 tight end premium. Uh, start one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, two flexes, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. So 10 starting roster spots, uh, including the kicker and defense, uh, 10 bench spots. Uh, and it is a, you know, like Eric said, a season long set your lineup. Uh, there is waivers twice a week. Uh, so you do have the ability to, to move in and out players on your bench um, for waiver spots or for uh, waiver bidding guys. But I mean, we've done a ton of these drafts. These are essentially like the lowest level drafts you can do. I mean, we've done dozens and dozens of these uh, in prior years, just trying to win. You win one of these, you basically win a football guys entry. Football guys, you see a lot of people talking about that where they're $350 buy-in leagues, which if you win one of those, you end up getting a main event entry. So it's really a way, like if anybody's interested in this, 
it's not like we're sponsored by FFPC, but if you're trying to dip your te- your toes into high stakes, you know, do some of these $35 leagues, you can do the classics or you can also do the best balls. And if you win, you know, you basically get a shot at a higher stakes redraft league next year. So you win, you win this and then you win that next year, you're playing in the main event, which is the most expensive, at least like huge, huge number of entries tournament out there. There's other entry fees that are higher than the two grand for the main events, but you know, you're playing against tens of other thousands players in the main event. So just kind of a little bit of a rundown, but yeah, 103. I mean, I know you said since we did the warp episode, we should probably take a running back or mm-hmm. too early to take Kelsey. I don't think it's too early to take Kelsey. No, but I, I think that's probably a position that we got to consider early. So usually Kyle Pitts goes in round two. Mark Andrews won't be there. And then, you know, round three, maybe we can consider Kittle or Waller, but that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, since, you know, kind of incorporate the warp data, we kind of want those high upside running back and tight end plays, really. I mean, and the receiver play, too. If you hit on the wide receiver one, that's a big advantage as well. So Cup and Jefferson are definitely in the conversation for me. Yeah, and I think, so we've done a lot of these drafts already, and so the biggest thing is, since we're picking at the 103, the their running backs are, you know, and I, I did my pros versus Joes draft the other night, and of course I picked at the 112, right? Now that's yeah. best ball, it's a little bit different, but I picked at the 112, and I think one of the things we talked about last week is, it, just because you're drafting anchor running backs, if you're getting rb seven eight nine you you can't really bank on those guys to be the elite warp guys you know so you almost need to have two of them that are in like that that moderate warp range to try to hit on one that maybe has a really good season and then the other just kind of hits their projection and you still get the advantage but the thing is you have two yes and i think we could there's a chance if we were to go cup or jefferson that it comes back around and we have a potential to take you know like rbrb we could get like Javante Williams could fall to us or Alvin Kamara could fall to us. You know what I mean? And we still kind of achieve the same thing, but we also lock in the potential shot at getting a wide receiver that hits that too. And I agree. Cupper Jefferson have a chance to score you, uh, you know, 22 plus point per game season. So you combine that and you hit on, I mean, what do you think about that? Taking Cupper Jefferson and then going running back, running back. If they're the right two running backs, if not, we just go one running back and a, and a receiver, a tight end. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think there's like Kamara, Javante, and Aaron Jones potentially could fall to that 210. Right. And then we'll be kicking ourselves going, damn it, we should have taken a receiver. You know what I mean? Right. I think maybe Fournette as well. I mean, he does have that upside to be a top five running back with his catches and, you know, rushing touchdowns and all that. So I think that's a possibility as well. Now, part uh, of the strategy, though, is if you're going to do that and we're going to go receiver first. Mm-hmm. The, the conundrum will be if Pitts is there coming back because we'll want to take Pitts at the 2-3 turn and try to hit the tight end advantage too. Mm-hmm. So like I envision a start if we go Jefferson, Jefferson, Pitts, Kamara would yeah, give us, would I nice. think, like a shot at all three. You know? Correct. Yep, I agree with that. But if we don't get Pitts... After Pitts, Andrews, and Kelsey, I think the tight end advantage isn't worth taking at that point. We're waiting until the mid-rounds. Right. So I'd almost want to go running back, running back. It's just going to be contingent. Are there going to be two running backs available? Because I really think now with uh, Julio coming in and Godwin maybe starting the season, even if he's not 100%, if he's out there, 
I, I'm not really sure what receivers I would take after like the top five or six. Correct. Cause you were seeing Evans go in the second. I don't really think I'm as high on Evans. If he has Julio and Godwin out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. I actually moved Evans down uh, one or two spots in my rankings before I, we did this. I actually have Debo above him now. So, Yeah, and it feels like once you get past those first five or six receivers that then the receivers start to all become like, okay, they're good, but I'm not sure any of these guys are going to finish you know, top five. You know what I mean? Like they're all just kind right. of like I need enough of them to get by. So I don't know. I'm torn. The three spot's an interesting one. If this was the five spot, we wouldn't have the choice. We would just say we'll take – Chase, Jefferson, Cup, whoever's there, McCaffrey, Taylor, you know, or Kelsey. Like we would just kind of go with whatever they leave us. But what's your right. gut saying? I'm I think I'm McCaffrey first, and then I think I would go Justin Jefferson. Okay. Uh we are the the draft did start. Jonathan Taylor went the one on one. So I'll try and kind of recap the picks either by round by round or as we're going here as well. I'll also post this draft board in the tweet with the episode later on as well. So you guys can go back and look at the draft board uh, later on for this draft as well. And it is, a, like I said before, it is a lineup league. Uh, so we will talk roster construction throughout. Uh, but obviously there is some leeway to where, you know, we don't have to be as aggressive on maybe running backs as early because there is a chance to hit on one or two in waivers. Mm-hmm. Versus best ball, best ball, we probably would be more apt to locking in one of the running backs at the top in the top three. You know what I mean? Because it's best right. ball and the receivers can fire out of nowhere. So we would probably look to lock in at least two running backs in the first three rounds if we were doing this as best ball. But it's lineup, so it's a little different. Yeah. And we're up now. So McCaffrey went second. So we have our choice of any receiver. I personally, I think I think Justin Jefferson has has the upside this year to be the wide receiver one. So that's kind of where I where I'm leaning. Let's go with it. I'm good with it. All right. So Justin Jefferson is going to be our first pick. And and also, so another thing me and Scott like to do, we give ourselves lots of options for quarterbacks later on for stacking opportunities. So getting Kirk Cousins Later on, we can draft Kirk Cousins in round 11, 12 is where he usually goes. So we can get a, you know, fill our other roster positions and not have to worry about quarterback if that's the route we want to go. Yep. So we always like doing that. But we also usually, if we're taking receivers, we're giving ourselves plenty of options. You know, if we get a Bengals guy, we get a Bills guy, we get a a Cowboys guy, you know, a Tampa Bay guy, you know, so we have multiple shots at these quarterbacks later on for our drafts um, for this draft. So we can, you know, decide who we want from there. So after we took Jefferson, it was Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler and Jamar Chase. So we are now at the 107 pick. And the 107 is draft practice 51. So this is definitely somebody that's drafted before, Eric. Right. And shout out to the uh, 12 hole. Beware of the fall. That's our buddy, Chris Lanksbury. So he is in here with us tonight. Yeah. What's up, Chris? Good value on Kelsey at 108. If we're just strictly going off the warp date, I would have probably taken him. I mean, I can see taking Eckler or Najee chasing the running backs, but I mean, I think you agree if there's one tight end that has a chance to just smash for like the sixth straight year, it's Kelsey, especially this year. Right. Right. Yeah. I probably would have had a debate with Chase and and Kelsey, but I could have gave Kelsey the win on that one. 
I mean, I think you can justify Kelsey as high as the 105. Right. I mean, hell, last year he was going like 102, 103 pretty much all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that was with, with Tyreek Hill on the team. So now he doesn't but, have Tyreek Hill. Well, and you remember last year, the receivers really started to move up towards the end. But even then, like up meant they were going in like the top seven or eight picks. Right. Whereas this year, it's like people are taking three or four receivers in the top six, top right. seven. It'll be interesting to see what Chris does on the end, because the end is where I picked in the pros versus Joe's the other night. And you really do have to think about, again, this isn't best ball, but you really have to think about roster construction uh, in these I, leagues. If you're picking on the end, because you're going to have to wait 22 picks before you pick again. And there can be massive runs on, you know, 12 running backs go. So if like Chris doesn't go running back, running back, he could be coming with like the oh. next time around, he's got to go like basically, you know, zero I, RB. I think it fell perfectly for him because he can have Swift, Barkley, or Aaron Jones, any of those two, and he could smash on, you know, two super high warp running backs this year. Yeah, but I'm guessing he doesn't, and actually it will be good for us if he doesn't because, you know, that run right there of uh, Dalvin, Henry, and Mixon, Mm -hmm. that isn't necessarily great for us getting one of those guys coming back. So, I mean, we have to hope he doesn't go running back, running back, and he just takes one. Right. So the first round uh, is over now. Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, uh, Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler, Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Travis Kelsey, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Joe Mixon, and the 112 was DeAndre Swift. And Chris also took Devontae Adams at his 201 spot. And see, Eric, the more I think about it, I don't love the hedging on running back receiver at the turn. Mm -hmm. Because I think if I'm him, I'm now going to be constructed very similar to like our team and Pitts and Giggles who got cup. Mm -hmm. Yet we're going to have maybe Jefferson Camara, which essentially is the same as Chris's build but you're chasing the same kind of build, but with the two inferior players, you know what I mean? Or at least, right. at least I don't think necessarily a guy like Adams has the same ceiling as cup or Jefferson. So right. if I'm on the end and I'm him, I would have done what you said. I'm going Barkley Swift, Barkley, Aaron Jones. You know what I mean? I'm just taking right. two and I'm taking a shot that one of those guys hits and is a top three running back. And I think they both have the skill sets to do it. So that may be a little bit of a tactical mistake, but we'll see. Would you have considered maybe Swift and Mark Andrews? Um, so I think you either go running back, running back, or you go Andrews wide receiver. Okay. You go one of the two because I just don't love the, I don't love the construction of only taking one of those running backs. Cause you're still going to be chasing the other elite running backs that went earlier in the draft. You know, your mm. RB nine is chasing the RB one and RB two, but you're going to have the same construction. Right. And this applies to Dynasty, too. Like, you look at these startup drafts, and it's like, you know, if the the team that got Josh Allen is constructing his team a certain way, you don't necessarily want to go with the same exact build, especially if you're trying to win within the first two years. I mean, I think you and I in startup drafts, we try to win right away. Right. We just try to win on the margins and still pick up extra picks and stuff along the way. You know what I mean? We try to trade out of the dead warp zones, pick up future picks and whatnot, but we don't necessarily give up the warp value that we talked about on the last pod. So, right. And then after um, 
Devontae Adams there, it has gone Javante Williams, Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, Mark Andrews, CeeDee Lamb, and Aaron Jones. And we are two picks away from us. And FYI, the team that went Kelsey also went Andrews. So we have a hoarding hoarding team there. Team doubled up at tight end, which you do not see that hardly ever. Not in the first two rounds. Yeah, it's proven. I mean, I don't know about proven, but it's... In our cases that we've seen, it doesn't prove to be a great strategy. As Eric makes up shit on the fly, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, have, have you ever seen it work? The two tight end or three tight end work that, that often? No. I mean, if it hits, it, it smashes. Right. But I, I don't like pissing away a second mm-hmm. pick there. All right, we're up. We'll focus yeah, on it. So it went Higgins up. and Fournette. I are you thinking Pitts? I'm thinking yeah, Pitts or Camaro would be my top two here. Well, I mean, you gotta figure with McCaffrey and Taylor, I'm I think but those teams at least take one receiver each. Right. I think we have a better shot of Camara coming back to us, especially with the quote unquote potential suspension than we do Pitts. Okay. All right, so let's go with Kyle Pitts then. All right. All right, Kyle Pitts locked it in. So we started off with Justin Jefferson and Kyle Pitts. The only thing I noticed, too, with Pitts and Kamara, they both have week 14 buys, which kind of sucks. Yeah, but this is a classic. Yeah. It's still playoffs, though. But I don't Debo. remember when they start. Yeah, Debo went next, so that that's another good pick. I believe the classics go through, and their playoffs are week 15, 16, and 17. Okay, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah, they're not like the because there's not an advancing tournament like football guys are main event. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, so the play, so I'm we don't have to way. worry about buys at all. They'll all be done by the time we get to the playoffs. So that makes this actually is not the not the worst format to have those week fourteen guys that we would typically fade in the the three fifties. Correct. Yeah, because in our in like the main events. The playoffs start week thirteen, so those week thirteen and week fourteen buys. If you have you know, those players on buys that week, that was really hurt you. You got to have a, a nuts roster with a lot of depth to be able to make it through on the playoffs on those guys. So it's, we, we end up fading a lot of those guys like Jonathan Taylor last year. We did not have a lot of, which, which sucked. He was the number one, you know, RB and we could have easily got him cause he was going like back end of the, the first usually, but we faded him because of that week 14 buy. We also faded Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams a lot too. Um, because of well, that. McCaffrey, McCaffrey again. This is another yeah. year where he has a thirteen buy. He's in. Right. The, he's been a buy in the playoffs the last couple of years. And Taylor again. He's in the fourteen again. Yep. Yep. Now in the main event. So in the main event, if you win your league, then you just run the table and win your regular season. You can win good money. You can win twenty five hundred dollars just for winning your league. So a lot of people will do that, even with the playoff buys, and they figure. You win four grand if you just get to the finals. Right. And you're decimated because all your guys are on by, but, you know, it doesn't absolutely kill you. So we're one pick away. And oh, I think Kamara just fell right in our lap, dude. I think that's a yeah. smash. Yeah. So Alvin Kamara fell right to us. It was Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne there on the turn. And we are up. So, yeah, Alvin Kamara, I think, is definitely a smash for us. So I'm going to lock that one in. I mean, isn't that the isn't that the trio that I said was the optimal build to start? 
Yeah, that, you hit it right on the head, so we got it. Man, that's sweet. Yep, I like that a lot. And you know what? You know what pushed it to us? Mike Evans in the second round, which yep. I think is just, I mean, I just can't take him that high. You know what I mean? He's good, but I think he's much closer to that next tier than he is in the second round. But Yeah, I think with adding Julio, it, it definitely takes a nice piece of the pie away from Evans. So, you know, they're not going to. You know, if it was just uh, Evans and Gage and Godwin still with Godwin, I mean, who knows if he would even be ready. But here's the thing. If Godwin, I don't even care if, see, the problem is if Godwin plays, mm-hmm. he's still going to be out there. He might only get, you know, play half the snaps and get four or five targets. Mm-hmm. But like for Evans, part of the value in Evans was that Godwin was going to be out a month, you know what I mean? Or right. longer. And they didn't have Julio. So now it's almost just like, Evans is still good, but man, they might have four receivers, you know? Right. I mean, the guy is like a virtual lock for a thousand yards every year. So I know he's going to get his, but I don't think it's going to be like that massive, like 1200 yard season. A lot of people were thinking he was going to get, oh, we got our first quarterback off the board. The double tight end team took a quarterback. No, but you would agree that after like CD lamb, Mm-hmm. Once you get into like Higgins, Debo, Evans, Pittman, Tyreek, it kind of drops off a little bit where to like, I don't see any of those guys finishing as like a top three receiver. You know what I mean? Right. I agree with that. So like once you get to these rounds, once those top seven or so receivers or six receivers are gone, I'm almost like, that's where I want to take my running backs. I think that's the advantage of getting the early receiver mm-hmm. uh, for Jefferson. Cause then second and third round, you're comfortable. You don't have to feel pressure to get more receivers because there's a lot of good receivers still left. Right. So after we took Camara, it's gone Michael Pittman, David Montgomery, which is really high for Montgomery, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Josh Allen, James Conner, and DJ Moore just went off the board. So we are at the 311 pick now. And looking at the draft board here, like you like you were saying, the team that went Kelsey Andrews just took Josh Allen as well. So how do you like that build? Well, I mean, I don't love the back-to-back tight ends. He reached on Allen, mm-hmm. but I think he's probably going for, well, he's definitely trying to hit on one of the elite tight end warp season. That's for sure. And I think he right. actually has a really good shot at getting it but what did he sacrifice? And then he reached on Allen probably around like he's probably not coming back and getting Allen. Now he does pick right before the digs manager. So mm-hmm. maybe he figured round four team nine that has digs. Wasn't going to let him get Allen. Right. Which if I'm him, I would have been fine with that and been fine waiting for Mahomes in like round five or Lamar. You know what I mean? That's the mistake is he has Lamar and Mahomes that he could take with his tight end and took Allen mm-hmm. and he took Allen around early. You know what I mean? Right. And that doesn't make sense, but I mean, shit, Justin Herbert just went. So we're, this might be a draft where like we right. got some, we got some noobs with quarterbacks here, Eric. Right. And I'm looking at team 11. He went Joe Mixon, Javante Williams, Darren Waller, Justin Herbert. So he has gone zero wide receiver so far. And we know from doing these drafts in, in the, the past receivers fly off the board and getting your first receiver in round five uh, is not going to be a good bet. Well, and here's what I'm thinking. If the quarterbacks are going to continue to go like this, and maybe they won't, but obviously we've seen two of them reached Allen around ahead of ADP, Herbert at least around and a half ahead of ADP. Mm-hmm. 
I'm fine with if you are, especially because we got Jefferson. I'm fine with a, you know, round eleven Deshaun Watson and a round twelve Kirk Cousins or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like because we've talked, we've talked about the quarterbacks and how like they're a little deeper this year than last year. And when right. you get down to the Brady, Stafford, Burrow, Prescott. Like that range, like those guys are good, but they're not like so good that you have to take them over everybody else. You can kind of just wait and see whatever one falls. And we're pretty open-minded with, you know, with just Jefferson to stack. It's not like we're pressured yet, but we'll see what receivers we get. Right. And then after that DJ Moore pick, it went Darren Waller, Brees Hall, Cortland Sutton, Justin Herbert, and Mike Williams. So we are currently at the 404 pick. We are six picks away from us. And there goes Jalen Waddle right after Mike Williams. <clears throat> so what are you thinking you're looking at here for us coming up? Well, I mean, I think we're probably in a position where, I mean, there's a lot of good receivers left. They're really just essentially what I call the threshold receivers. You know, I think we would probably prioritize getting guys that we are comfortable with the quarterback if they fall in our lap too. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking obviously if AJ Brown falls, which he won't, but you never know, he's still sitting on the board. He can stack with Hertz. Uh, Hollywood can stack with Kyler. A Rob can stack with Stafford Bateman with Lamar Judy and Sutton. Well, Sutton already went. Judy can stack with Russ. Like, there's a lot of players. Juju with Mahomes. You know what I mean? Right. I think we just kind of take the two receivers that fit our build. Unless there's a a running back that you like as our RB2. I mean, if you wanted to take a shot on Akers. But I'm actually fine with Kamara. I'm fine pushing running back another round. Right. If you well, want. right right after you mentioned that, it went uh, Zeke, A.J. Brown, Akers. So both of those guys that you mentioned are gone. And I think that's a tear break at running back, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, Elijah Mitchell would be my next running back, personally. But he, yeah. I don't think he has the upside to be, you know, a warp, you know, winning running back. No, and I don't see the difference between, like, Jacobs, Dobbins, Mitchell, Dylan. You know what I mean? A lot of those guys, you're probably just hoping for RB2 numbers. So Right. Uh, then Allen Robinson went and one more pick and then us. So we're looking at Hollywood Brown. Bateman. I think Holly, I think Hollywood's the pick because that gives us an out on Kyler if he falls. And then we can see which one falls back to us the next round. Okay. If Hollywood did end up going here, maybe Bateman, McLaurin's still there. I still like McLaurin. Kittle, I mean, we still, could... Kittle's still sitting there. That's a good value, but... Um... Gabe Davis went, so Hollywood is sitting there for us. Yeah, let's knock Hollywood. That's a smash. Okay, I'm good with that. You're not scared about his hamstring injury or anything like that? No. Okay. I w- two weeks, if it hasn't got any better, yeah, I'm a little worried. But we're still six weeks from the season, so. Yeah, I I doubt they'd even play him in the preseason anyways. Why would, oh, for sure. Know, why, why waste it? So, All right, so we took Hollywood Brown there, so we got – are two receivers, one running back, and one tight end so far. And I'm eyeing Bateman next. Bateman next. That gives us the Kyler Lamar out if we wanted to stack with a massive warp quarterback too. Yep, I agree with that. And that gives us also, if we want to take one of those elite quarterbacks, we can. If not, we can still go with the backup Cousins Jefferson with two quarterback build if we want to do that. 
Yeah, and we could also go with that uh, Pitts Mariota stack later. <laughs> Ritter. Yeah, no, no, God no. There goes George Kittle. That's a good value at four eleven. I always see Darren Waller going over Kittle. I just think Kittle's going to have a better year than Waller. I don't know, man. I don't know. It'd be interesting, that's for sure. I mean, I think inherently Kittle is better than Waller, but I think Kittle is probably more injury prone and has a little more susceptibility to be really boomer bust for with his quarterback. You know what I mean? Right. But who knows? We're just projecting with what Waller's market share will look like with Adams. Right. Yeah, we don't know exactly how they're going to play together yet, and you still have Renfro there too. Although I still think, regardless of what Adams does, that Renfro and Waller are twenty percent or better market share guys anyway. Mm. So like, I I'm, I have no worries; those guys are still getting a hundred plus targets. You know? Yeah. So like that, I think Waller's still a pretty. I mean, there's only going to be like five or six tight ends in the whole league to get a hundred targets. So if you can get Waller at you know tight end four or five in these drafts, then that's a steal, even though, you know, he usually goes higher than that. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the guys who has that, you know, warp, you know, number one overall tight end season. So I get it. I, you know, I'm not like not taking him, but I just, I just think Kittle has that upside too. But I think now all those tight ends are gone. I don't think there's a number one overall warp tight end available anymore. I think they're all gone. I think the only one left would probably be Goddard and that would probably require an injury and then an Eagles offense to just be like on a different level than what we've seen. But yeah, those are, you know, usually where you want to look for the warp tight end that comes from the middle rounds is as far down in the middle rounds as possible. Like I, I think if you're taking the Goddard Schultz, those guys Hawkinson in round five and six, I, I don't necessarily love that. You know, they're good, but I don't think they're worth paying the price yeah. over, you know, especially with our build, we already have pits. Like, please yeah. take all the tight ends, you know? Like that guy at, at just 501, he just took Dalton Schultz. I, I definitely think that's a little too high. Yep. So after uh, we took Hollywood, it went Kittle, Cook, Schultz, one more pick, and then we are up. We are looking at probably Rashad Bateman. And if Bateman went, I'd probably go McLaurin. Yeah, I'd be fine with McLaurin. And I'm guessing McLaurin will probably go if the Sky picks a wide receiver because he's at the highest part on the ADP by a mile. Right. And that would be his second receiver if he did no. it. No, he took Deontay Johnson. And honestly, Deontay's worrying me a little bit. Me too. Yep. I, with, I their, him down. with their quarterbacks and him holding out, you know, and I don't blame him for holding out, but I, I kind of am with, uh, you know, Ray was mentioned that last week about how that offense is just like, I want pieces of that offense, but I kind of want pieces of like, I kind of want Pickens and Claypool, but like not for this year. You know what I mean? Right. So like, do you really want to buy them at their price now? So I don't know. Let's go Bateman here. Yeah. So we're going to take Rashad Bateman here. He fell to us. So that gives us three receivers, one running back, one tight end. And now we have a shot Maybe next round, if they fall, or another uh, in round seven, we could take Lamar or Kyler if they fall there to pair with our receivers. 
Yeah. And this is the point in draft where I get into just count quarterback mode. Mm-hmm. I'm counting how many quarterbacks have gone off the board. Cause right now we consider, I mean, you still have Mahomes on the board. Lamar and Kyler are still on the board. Hertz, Burrow, Wilson, Brady, Prescott, Lance, Stafford, Carr, Rogers, Cousins, Watson. Mm-hmm. Like that's why you don't necessarily take Justin Herbert in round four. You know what I mean? Right. Cause someone literally may be able to get cousins and Watson in round 12 and 14. And it's like, if Watson plays, ah, that team is going to be able to match you at quarterback, but like eight to 10 rounds later, you know, for sure. And another thing that me and Scott like to do usually is since it's a start two receiver and two flexes, we usually like to start four receivers weekly. So we like to really get our wide receivers early and often And so we have, you know, we can rotate our receivers weekly if we need to, whoever has the best matchups and go for there. We, we always want to have four receivers in there if we can. Yep. Comes back to the, you know, don't get us wrong. We talked last podcast about the warp Mm -hmm. and how wide receivers really flatten off. So I think a lot of times people misconstrue that advice that I give on warp is like, you don't want the receivers in this range. That's not true. The receivers in this range are still, you want to have more than enough of them to be able to smash your starting receiver spots and your flexes every week, right? Right. You just don't necessarily want to overpay for the receivers in this range. You want to look at them all and say, okay, you know, I need, this is a start two receiver, two flex league. I probably need six or seven core receivers on this roster. And I don't necessarily want to be obsessed with getting, you know, this probably goes more for dynasty, but basically it's the same principle. You don't necessarily care which ones you get outside of your stacks, but just acknowledge that like, just cause you get the wide receiver 30 and the wide receiver 35, there's no difference. Mm-hmm. There's literally no difference. So don't sweat if you get sniped in a draft or your roster build isn't exactly what you want. The idea is if you ever find a dynasty team now, where, and I've told you this, Eric, go through your rosters in Dynasty. And if you have any of these teams where you have like nine or 10 of these receivers, mm-hmm. they might be guys like you might look at your team. I know you have a couple of teams I can think of where it's like you have really good teams. Right. But you got too many receivers. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean too many, like too many is a bad thing. It's just too many as like you probably wouldn't hate to go through and get a 23 first for one or two of those guys. Right. And you have to be willing to trade the ones that other people will pay for. Right. Yeah. That, Everyone, I think that's one of my biggest problems. Yeah. That's your, that's your biggest flaw is you're like, Oh, well I want to try to sell Adam Thielen and Tyler Boyd. And it's like, well, dude, nobody really wants to trade for those guys. But if you come at them with like Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. they'll want him. Right. But really, if you really go by the warp data, you know, maybe Tyler Boyd's a bad example, but if you go by the warp data, there's not a huge difference between yeah, like you we know, talked about last week, Pittman and Allen Robinson. There's not a big difference. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And the 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 likelihood that you can get a 23 first for Pittman is a lot higher. So you have to be comfortable, even in Dynasty, taking that value and just banking on kind of the lower end re- receivers hitting that warp and, and just filling your flexes where you need them. So. Right. So we just reached uh, round six there. And after we took Rashad Bateman, it went A.J. Dillon. J.K. Dobbins, Terry McLaurin, T.J. Hawkinson, D.K. Metcalf, Amon Ross St. Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, 
Jerry Judy, Darnell Mooney, and then starting round six, it went Patrick Mahomes and Adam Thielen. So Chris went with the homer pick and went with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, what do you think about the Mahomes pick, given that he had Adams and Sutton as potential stacks? Do you think it was just like pure value? He didn't want him to fall? Yeah, I think he probably just saw pure value and the homerism that goes with it. And there we go. Uh, Kyler and Lamar both just went. So there goes our stacking opportunities on those two players. And honestly, I'm I'm okay with it. Like we we really didn't plan on that until we hit on Hollywood and Bateman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I truly do with the number of quarterbacks that are available that kind of are now in the same. I, would you agree that maybe other than Hurts, the quarterbacks are like a tier down now? And I do think Hurts even might be a little bit below Lamar and Kyler. You know? Yeah, I mean, I still like Burrow. Um. And I still like, I still think Tom Brady's going to be really good this year, especially now getting Julio in there too. Uh, but you you want those rushing quarterbacks with the rushing upside for sure. Brady doesn't have that. There goes yeah. Burrow. That's why my plan is, especially now that we're counting quarterbacks, six teams have a quarterback already. Mm-hmm. I, I. They're flying off the board right I, now. I'm I'm banking on Watson and Cousins. Right. There goes DeAndre Hopkins right before us, so that's interesting. So my top two receivers are Michael Thomas, but we have Kamara, so do we really want two Saints or Elijah Moore? And I know you really like Elijah Moore. Alan Lazard is there as well, We so that would give us a stacking opportunity with A-Rod. Any or, running backs you like as our RB2? I, I still still have Elijah Mitchell. He's still sitting on the board, so I really like Elijah Mitchell. But I could get behind um, Elijah Moore or Lazard or Michael Thomas if you wanted one of those instead. Well, I mean, the teams behind us only have two receivers. Mm-hmm. So we likelihood they will take a receiver. They may not take a running back because they both have two, two running backs, and they both took running backs as anchors. Okay. So I think it's probably Elijah Moore or Michael Thomas here. I'll let you pick. I think that's it's between those two, and we'll just gamble that uh, Mitchell comes back to us. Right. I took Elijah Moore just because we have Kamara already, so we're okay. already committed to that offense. So I'll take Elijah Moore for us. It came down to the last second, so I had to quickly make that. And the guy took Josh Jacobs right after us, so it shows you what I know. Right. And that's not one of the guys I'd want, so that's perfect. Um. What do you think about Lazard? I've, I see he's pretty much going in this range now. He's like in the seventh round range. I just can't do it. I got to draft talent, not situation. Okay. I, I I just can't stomach taking Alan Lazard over Michael Thomas, which we don't have to worry because Michael Thomas just went. Right. No, that makes. I think the receivers are are they, the receivers drop off here a little bit. Yep, I agree. So I think if it's uh, Mitchell's there for us, I'm fine doing that. I'm fine with a guy like Mitchell as our RB2, given that we have an anchor already. Okay, I'm good with that. Uh, like we said, the quarterbacks did go already, so the best ones left are Hurts, Brady, Russell Wilson. Man, and, and that is some Mitchell hate for Kareem Hunt to go over him. Yeah, I have I have about five or six people above Kareem Hunt on my ranking list here. Wow. So. Yeah, that might have been a little bit of a reach. Oh, we should get Mitchell because these guys both have three running backs now. So unless this guy takes Josh Jacobs and just doubles down into the dog shit zone. Then... <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know what? Normally we'd be like we're in the clear because like high stakes drafters with big money on the line would be like they're not taking back to back dog shit running backs, you know, but right. 
this dude might take his fourth running back. <laughs> he may. I, another one I was actually considering was maybe Goddard, and then we could go Hurts. And I know it's not really the optimal to build there, but we would keep somebody from having a good tight end. Well, there went That's what that dude went. He went Goddard, yeah. Kittle. So, yeah, let's yeah. go Mitchell. But, yeah, he so. was thinking the same thing as you. Yep. So I'm good with Elijah Mitchell here as our RB2 in round seven. So that's great value for a guy who had five 100-yard rushing games last year. And I think a lot of people don't realize how, you know, he had that many rushing yards, uh, 100-yard rushing yard games last year. If you go look at DeAndre Swift, I don't even think he had one. Uh, I know Nick Chubb had a couple, but I think Elijah Mitchell beat him in that category too. Well, I know I've been listening to Ray all offseason saying just buy the shit out of Elijah Mitchell everywhere. Yeah, no, he hasn't been saying that. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Don't don't listen to that. Because Dynasty, mean, I don't want Elijah Mitchell either. But at the same time, right. his price is pretty depressed. So, like, if you were willing to actually offer something of value, I'm pretty sure the manager would listen. Right. So, right after us went Kadarius Tony. And with Tony, that it, we're kind of in that this wide receiver range where it is just pick your preference, pretty much. Like it could just go all over the board here. So that that owner wanted Tony. Then right after Tony went Christian Kirk. That's probably one of the highest I've seen Christian Kirk go. He's moving up. Yeah, he's definitely moving up. He's a victim of that. You know, there's nobody else there, so he's got to get 120 targets which historically right. is not a great bet, but he's basically a similar version of like Alan Lazard, probably a lesser talent with Lazard, but a better situation, but he's kind of the same thing. The justification for drafting either is just, Oh, they got to get the balls. Got to go to somebody. Right. And then after that, uh, Tony Pollard went and Tony Pollard's going over Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary. So that's interesting. I mean, those don't shock me. No, it doesn't shock me, but I mean, Miles Sanders is now running with the twos. Haven't you heard? Yeah, well, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, you see, we've seen Kareem Hunt and Tony Pollard, probably the two best handcuffs in the league right now, are still going over starters like Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Singletary and stuff. So it's just interesting. I mean, I can buy it though, because you could have every player in the backfield for the Eagles get hurt, and I'm not sure Miles Sanders has the potential to win your league. Right. No, I get that. Same with CEH. Whereas Pollard, I mean, I mean, Pollard's been overdrafted for three years if you look at his actual results. But you know, one of these years somebody might be right on Pollard and he ends up giving you a half a season worth of, you know, RB one games and then everyone right. looks like geniuses that reached on him in the seventh, like here. Then after uh Christian Kirk and Pollard, Drake London and Zach Ertz went. That Drake London, that's pretty high for him that I've seen him go lately. Yeah, Chase Edmonds. See, I'm if it's me, I'm actually a little more intrigued in the range of James Cook, Ramondre, Rashad White, Rashad Penny. Like, I'm fine. Like, I don't really see the difference between those guys and the running backs we just took. You know what I mean? Right. right. So I'm I'm kind of like this is almost most drafts. If it was me, this would almost be wide receiver range for me. But obviously, our build it made sense to take Mitchell where we did. Yeah. Then. Usually we don't really um, care for our second running back position all that much. We just take a bunch of dart throws there and whichever one sticks, whatever one we can get off of waivers and whatnot, and we can just roll with it there. 
But, you know, make, taking Elijah there made sense. I think that was really good value for where we got him. Well, we're also normally not taking our tight end early either. Right. And so it allowed us to normally what we're doing in these rounds in five, six, seven, eight is we're taking our tight end and quarterback in there. So there really isn't room to take one of those running backs because we also want to probably grab a couple of those threshold receivers. Usually our teams are we get an anchor running back and then we're taking round nine, round 10. We're the team taking James Cook, Melvin Gordon. You know what I mean? Like that. that's right. where we're starting to hit our RB2 and RB3. So it's just a little bit of, a little bit of a differential here. Right. And then after Chase Edmonds, it went Clyde Edwards Hilaire, then Damian Harris. And then that sound you heard was Chris Langsbury doing a cartwheel because Damian Harris went right in front of him, somebody he probably was not considering. Right. <laughs> yeah, Chris Langsbury celebrating not for who he was gonna get, but because there was a bad pick in front of him. Yeah. And there goes Devontae Smith uh, to Chris there, and then we'll see who else he takes on his turn pick. Let's take a look at Chris's team so far. So far, he's got Mahomes, Swift, and Brees Hall, Devontae Adams, Cortland Sutton, Darnell Mooney, and Devontae Smith. So a pretty good start there for Chris. I, I like his team. If he can get if he can get either one of Mooney or Smith to kind of outperform their ADP, he's in good shape. And then he backs that up with Renfro. So yep. Renfro and Adams on the same team. Unfortunately, he's not going to be a candidate to take Carr probably because he has Mahomes, but there's also some correlation there too with having Mahomes, Sutton, and then the Raiders guys. Like he's got, he's going to have a lot of interdivision matchups with those teams for sure. Right. So another thing that we should probably talk about is when we do take a quarterback early, like Chris took with Mahomes, or in this case, we took Kyle Pitts at tight end. We don't take another quarterback or another tight end in this format, a a 20 man format like this. We just go solo at that position. We take our other shots at running backs and receivers and whatnot. And if you want to explain a little bit why that is Scott, while I update the board. Well, the quarterbacks are obvious. I mean, the it's a single quarterback league, mm-hmm. 12 teamers on average. I mean, I haven't looked at it like and done the exact number, but on average, you usually see anywhere from like 18 to 22 quarterbacks get drafted ish. About half the teams might take a second one. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we usually are trying to lock in. It's a, it's a little different this year because obviously if you're getting cousins and Rogers, you can justify pairing those two together. You know what I mean? Right. But you could also get away with just taking like Matt Stafford at like QB 11 or Dak Prescott at QB 10 and that be your only quarterback. And really, you're not losing much compared to the team that took one right after you. And then they ended up having to burn another roster spot, especially the earlier in the season when you draft. Like if you're drafting in May, we we started drafting in like April. But if you're mass drafting in like May, June, even it doesn't really make sense to take a backup quarterback. You'd much rather take a shot on one of these running backs where you don't know what the backfield's going to look like. It's same with the tight end. I mean, we just have to kind of monitor how many tight ends get drafted. Some of these FFPC drafts, people are crazy. They don't understand the, the tight end flex value. They think tight end 30 is a good flex, you know? And yeah, when it's not ultimately, I'd rather take a shot on a receiver and just pick up a tight end that gets playing time because of an injury. That's the same as drafting, you know, Austin Hooper in this format, you know what I mean? You might as well just pick one off waivers versus actually put a second tight end like that on your roster. So yeah, we usually just end up going, well, we got an elite quarterback, elite tight end. It gives us two more extra dart throws at running backs. Right. 
and then after uh, Damian Harris, Devontae Smith, Renfro, Alan Lazard, and Cordero Patterson. So we probably need to, if we're gonna we're gonna be looking at Cousins later. I think a nice stack option for later on that we could try and get is one of my favorites right now, Mac Jones and like Devontae Parker or Mac Jones, Jacoby Myers. That's kind of where I'm looking at for maybe as a second quarterback on this team. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Watson or Watson. Yeah. Watson's another one. I I mean, I think Watson literally gives us the shot. The the only reason Watson is not off the board is because he could miss half the year, Mm -hmm. but I don't care. We have cousins. We have cousins with Jefferson. Right. So it just doesn't make sense to let Watson fall and fall and fall. Correct. It, I mean, if, if that's if somebody doesn't beat us to the punch on that, but Mac would be a, a nice backup option for me. And people are fading quarterback. I mean, we haven't had a quarterback taken since Burrow, which is when you mentioned they're flying. We yep. just had one go in Jalen Hurts. That's the quarterback seven off the board. And yep, every team... Yeah, every team on the other side of the draft board. So every team from 5 through 12, except for one team, has a quarterback already. So you have to figure that we're going to be jockeying with these three other teams around us, one, two, and four, for potential quarterbacks here. Right. So I'm okay fading, honestly. Like we'll, we'll, we'll be able to fade this one pick, and we'll keep an eye on whether these teams go quarterback, quarterback. Either one of them takes one on the end before us. If so, we may have to consider it, but I'm okay kind of punting. Correct. And then after Cordell Patterson went Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, Traylon Burks, Jalen Hurts, Dawson Knox, one more pick, and then us. Um, there goes Tom Brady. I think we go Ramondre or uh, James Cook. Okay, I can get behind that. Here's my thinking was Ayuk, and that could give us a Lance stack option. You like Ayuk over Sky more? Yes, because I, I think Ayuk and... Lance have uh, a connection? Yeah, and I would probably take MVS before I would take Sky more, too. I okay, Sky I'm fine with Ayuk. I like Ayuk. Um, but I can go with the running back, too. Do you, and But you said... If we look no, at the those draft, other guys or, have three running backs, and yeah, they all, but both have taken out. a tight end. So I mean, they're going to be looking receiver. The guy after us only has two receivers. Okay, so let's so, go with the running. Let's go with the right receiver here, Ayuk. Okay, so we'll go Ayuk, and then we're probably going to look for our running back coming out of that. Since those um, team one and team two both have three running backs, most likely not going to be looking running back. We might get one running back out of there, but. Um, you know, you kind of have to look at your draft boards in these and play defense and then kind of see, okay, hey, what does these teams behind me picking, what do they have a lot of and they're most likely not going to take? That way you take it going in and then going out, you take that position that you need. Well, so this cool. guy right now, he actually started off well with McCaffrey, Debo, ETN, Kittle, Deontay. Mm-hmm. But then he went Josh Jacobs and Dallas Goddard. Now he has to reach on receiver and he takes Russell, Russell Gage, which that – Neither one of us had the slightest interest in Russell Gage. Right. So that's fine. And then the next guy takes Sky Moore. So that would have been my next receiver pick. But I think we're safe. We're going to get Ramondre or James Cook. We can fade quarterback regardless because everyone behind us has one. Mm -hmm. And we will pick before those guys ahead of us next time around. Right. So which which one are you liking, James Cook or Ramondre? I, I would probably lean... James Cook, but I mean, I can go with either one. I'm looking for a pass catcher. 
Because Mitchell's really not going to give us much of a floor. You know, he's a guy that might only catch 20 passes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could use a pass catcher that, you know, even if Kamara does get suspended, we could use a guy we can throw in and at least get some points. Okay. Um, and I think I both those that. guys have pass catching skills, but they also have, I mean, maybe Ramondre has a little more upside, I think. But mm-hmm. I think I would lean James Cook because he could, I mean, I'm not going to call him Alvin Kamara, but he could have like an Alvin Kamara type season That's yeah. in the range of outcomes. And this guy took a running back and fucking woof. <laughs> you want some Texan running back in your life, Scott? So, yeah, we're sitting here debating Ramondre, James Cook, both Seattle guys are on the board, which, I mean, I don't love those guys, but like one of them could smash. And both these guys go back to back running back. So they made the decision for us. We didn't think they'd take one. They both took their fourth RB. So I think we smashed James Cook. Yep. It's James Cook. Easy pick there. I, I do like Ramondre. I like the buzz that he's been getting. If he is running ahead of Damian Harris, it's still Patriots, like though. Yeah, it's still going to be a three, four-way clusterfuck all year. There goes Ken Walker right after we pick. So Ken Walker over Penny. That's interesting. I've I've seen Penny pretty much go two, two rounds ahead of Walker about each time. So that's interesting. So right now, our roster is three running backs. Alvin Kamara, Elijah Mitchell, James Cook. Our wide receivers are Justin Jefferson, Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, and Brandon Ayuk. And our tight end is Kyle Pitts. So through nine rounds here, I'm I'm liking our team a lot. Yeah, honestly, the only pick that I was kind of like and eh, not sure about was the six seven with Elijah Moore and Elijah Mitchell. But like those were, you know, roster construction. They probably fit with what we were we were thinking, you know, we didn't really have like an obvious pick at that point. Right. Uh, we needed an RB too. So we split the difference on more versus Michael Thomas and took more. Uh, then we just took the next best running back to fill our RB two spot with Mitchell. Um, I think we're our roster construction is where we would usually target it mm-hmm. without a quarterback right now. We're close to the magic roster construction. If you go through and look at it, yeah. We just don't have the quarterback yet. Right. And, and I, think, I think if coming back here in round at 10-10, if Trey Lance is still sitting there, I think we might have to maybe pull the trigger on that one because the two guys behind us do need a quarterback going in. So if he falls to us, I think that's probably a, a good spot to take Trey Lance. Well, and here's the thing is that every team between 4 and 12 have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The only team that doesn't is team seven. So they are up right now. And they took Melvin Gordon. And they didn't go quarterback. So we're going to know when their pick comes back around in round 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they have CD Lamb. So they could take Dak. Right. So, I mean, they may be sitting there going like, there's no reason for them to take Dak right there. You know what I mean? Right. So if they take Dak, like I think they may. To stack with CD, which would make perfect sense. That'd be good value on Dak and CD to get Dak in the 10th. Mm-hmm. It, it really just comes down to how much chicken do we want to play at quarterback? Because right. we're going to get to see, we can definitely pass on quarterback going in. And then we just wait and see what these guys do coming out. If they don't take a quarterback, I, 
I know you're live you're you're not opposed to living on the edge, but I'm I'm thinking we go two more rounds and don't take one. Okay. And we force the team with Kyler, Lamar, Herbert, Josh Allen, Mahomes to take a second one. And they might. They might take a second one just to you know to piss us off or to try to play defense. But but Eric, this isn't a, a main event. Right. This isn't a football guys. I, right. I don't necessarily think there's defensive drafting going on here, probably at the same level. So we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong and we could see two more backup quarterbacks go in this round. And then my logic is completely out. But right now yeah. I'm counting. I see seven quarterbacks. I would be okay with as our starter and only three of them. I would be wanting to get a backup. So Correct. I think we can live dangerously. Okay. Yeah. And like you said, your, your thoughts have been, uh, Deshaun and, and cousin since we started this, I mean, Russell Wilson's still sitting out there and we're just about to hit round 10. So, well, that, I mean, well, that's the thing. Even if we didn't get Deshaun and we paired cousins with Stafford Carr, Rogers, Lance Prescott, Wilson, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with that quarterback room versus taking one just to take one. I mean, right now I consider, like I said, seven quarterbacks, excluding Watson as guys I'm fine with our starter. Mm hmm. And only Cousins, Rodgers, and Carr would I probably say I want to get Watson with them. I want to get a second one. Mm-hmm. And it's just a numbers game. I mean, we'll see where they go, but I I, I think we're going to be in a position where we can maybe not, not have to take one here in the next two picks. Right. So after we took James Cook and went Kenneth Walker, Robert Woods, Rashad Penny, Melvin Gordon, Pat Fryermuth, Chris Olave, Cole Komet, Kenneth Gainwell, Chase Claypool, Daryl Henderson, and Trey Lance just went. And that's uh, beginning of round 10 here. So that guy doubled up on quarterback, right? Let's see. Yes, he did. So he has Justin Herbert and Trey Lance now. Woof. Yeah, so that is the type of move that I was just talking about where unpredictable, you know, Mm -hmm. like – we would never do that if we took Justin Herbert. Most high stakes players would not do that if they took Justin Herbert. But this guy took two quarterbacks. So now we're going to have to probably do a little bit more math here and see up in three picks is the team that does not actually have a starter. And like I said, I'm I'm almost positive if they're if they have half a brain, they're going to go Dak Prescott. Yeah, so that's the problem is we're assuming they have half a brain. Right. And by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but kill them all has now four tight ends. <laughs> no, I didn't look at that yet. Yeah, he has uh, Kelsey, Andrews, Ertz, Pat Fryermuth, and Team 7 actually took Russell Wilson, who does not pair up with any of his receivers. And Team 8, Eric, killed them all. His mm-hmm. number one receiver is a Drew Locke or Geno Smith target, and his number two is Chris Godwin. Interesting. And then the Jalen Hurts owner just doubled up and took Dak Prescott right after the other guy who didn't have a quarterback took Russell Wilson. Right. So this probably forces our hand mm-hmm. to take. So here would be my thought. We take, well, do we double up on quarterback or because here's the thing. Stafford is the one quarterback I'm fine as a standalone. Mm hmm. We take Stafford, though. We're not taking Cousins. We'd have to wait till we come back. Right. I think I think I'm okay with punting another another one because I think there's we're okay with Stafford. We're okay with Watson. We'd be okay with Derek Carr. Obviously Cousins. So I, I'm okay with those and rolling the dice here. Okay. 
Rashad White just went right ahead of us. That was one of the guys I was going to mention. Um, but we're up now. I mean, MVS is here, and he could easily be the number one receiver for Kansas City. Julio Jones is there. Garrett Wilson. Uh, if we want to go running back, Rojo's there. If we want to take a shot there. Brian Robinson, who looks like he could easily be the starter there for Washington. So what about Isaiah Spiller? Yeah, Isaiah Spiller, another one, yeah. I think we go Spiller with the offense, and we just take a shot on the, that's on This is the range where, like, Madison goes, Henderson goes, you know what I mean? The handcuffs Correct. on the really, really concentrated good offenses. I think we go Spiller, and then we're kind of done at running back until we start taking Jags. Okay, I'm good with that. I'm going to draft Isaiah Spiller. We got sniped. We would have hammered Rashad White. Right, I agree. But the Fournette manager had him, so that kind of makes sense that he did that. Right. Yeah, and the and the Austin Eckler manager took Kenyon Drake before Isaiah Spiller. So that's a wolf pick. Yeah. There goes Matt Stafford to one of the teams that needs a quarterback behind us. They could double up on quarterbacks here, which would suck, but we'll see what happens. Well, you have two teams with two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And everybody behind us has one. So we're gambling by not taking one. I think we probably go. We probably go cousins on the way out Mm -hmm. and just gamble that people are fading Watson. And if we end up with our QB two as Rogers or Carr or fields that I could live with that. But I think we almost must take cousins, especially if this guy takes Rogers or he takes fields Mm -hmm. or something like that. One one that I like um, that's moved up my list quite a bit um, above Fields is Trevor Lawrence. I would be okay with Trevor Lawrence as a backup quarterback as Interesting. well. Interesting. And this guy took Rodgers. So. Right. So Stafford and Rodgers went. So hopefully if they don't double up on quarterbacks, we should get Kirk Cousins here. And that'll pair us up with our number one receiver, Justin Jefferson. And we could also later on, too, consider K.J. Osborne as well. Yeah, I mean, we may be uh, we may be toiling with the um, the Mac Jones. Holy stack. shit! Well, yeah, someone took a kicker, so okay. Yeah, kicker in round eleven. Thanks, 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 buddy. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, those are usually like round fifteen, and we even laugh at people starting then. This is uh, a big woof. All right, Ronald Jones went. So Kirk Cousins did fall into our lap here. Yep, Mark but... Cousins is a smash here with Jefferson. That's a no-brainer. Okay, I was just going to say MVS is still there. Garrett Wilson, Julio at receiver, we could consider. I mean, I no, think there's M- plenty of receivers. I can, I think we can snag as depth guys. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up MVS because I think that's he's fallen way too low. He should definitely be way gone before this. But for our build, we can definitely take Cousins. So we locked up Kirk Cousins there as our QB1. And some people might think, hey, you know, do you really want Kirk Cousins as your QB1? Well, yeah. I mean, we have Jefferson. And I think Kirk Cousins was, what, uh, QB8 on the season last year? I mean, he's been a top 15 quarterback for six straight seasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't see a reason he can't be last year's version of Burrow or Stafford, where he's a top eight quarterback, you know what I mean? And kind of right. fits right in that range where he doesn't kill you as your starter. And again, we got him at quarterback 14 prices. 
and someone spent QB six prices on Joe Burrow. Someone spent six, quarterback eight prices on Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's that big of a difference. So, I mean, could we have gone with an earlier quarterback? Sure. Like, had we known those guys were going to go, you know, five quarterbacks go in round 10, maybe we would have taken one last round, but I, I think we executed our plan and cousins was perfectly like if we didn't have Jefferson, I would have been a little pissed if we would have had cup and then we got, we waited on Stafford and got sniped. You know what I mean? Right. But I think how, how it shook out was fine. Yeah, that that's also another reason too. I I like taking Jefferson over Cup because it's a little easier to get Cousins. I think. Yeah, you can wait another round or two, kind of like we yep. just did. Yep. So after we took Cousins, it went Jalen Tolbert. Uh, he's moving up quite a bit. Hunter Henry, Tyler Lockett, Michael Carter, Tyler Algier, and Irv Smith. See, now is where you're starting to see teams. Well, I mean, we have this asshole in the eight spot. Kill them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll refrain from making a bad comment. I don't want to get us canceled, but you know, <laughs> it, he's taken four, he's taken four tight ends. And so it's created this, uh, this vacuum to where now teams are starting to take their second tight end, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the team that had Knox took Hunter Henry, which is fine. You're kind of shooting for like, they're probably going to have to platoon. You know what I mean? Right. But there's going to be a bunch of tight ends drafted here, probably in the next three or four rounds. And to me, Eric, like they're all the same. Right. You know? And, and we have three t- three teams, team four, team six, and team 12 that don't have a tight end yet. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, Chris Langsbury doesn't have one on the end. Yeah. So I wonder, I'm sure that team eight guy, obviously, because he picks before him, has probably screwed him quite a few times on probably a tight end that he was targeting and and it got picked before him. See, and the, the thing, the thing with teammate though, is he went Kelsey Andrews, which is unconventional. And then we already broke it down. He, he reached on Josh Allen. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But he's then considered taking two more tight ends. Okay. He took Ezekiel Elliott in round four, which fine. Okay. That's uh, there's a, there's not a less sexy pick for the warp than Ezekiel Elliott, but I can see it for his build. But then he only has two receivers, Eric. He only has two receivers, and one of them is Chris Godwin. Yep, and then the other one has Geno Smith thrown. And he, he's actually made decent picks with Hines, Algier, and Singletary. I don't hate those. T- I don't hate those picks, but mm-hmm. not as not in lieu of taking other receivers. You know what I mean? Right. Like I wouldn't hate his build, even with his first three picks and the you know Andrews and Allen. I didn't agree with, but mm-hmm. the fact that he took Ertz and Fryermuth when he could have had, you know, Devonte Smith and. Christian Kirk or something like that, you know, like it just doesn't make sense right. the way that he's built his team. So effectively he has ruined the draft for other people, but he's also like, I mean, he's kamikaze his own team. You know what I mean? Like he's, right, he's right. not, that team's not going to win. It's almost guaranteed. He's not going to win. So what are you looking for here with this next pick? Uh, I'm thinking another receiver. I'd be fine with MVS Garrett Wilson. Uh, Jahan Dotson, uh, George Pickens, DJ Chark. I mean, Tyler Boyd. I'd be fine with Boyd. Boyd is a perfect, like, he's an injury away from being, you know, a a pretty, I think, pretty high weekly floor guy if he has an injury ahead of him. So I like any of those. I think we definitely go receiver, though, with the way we've picked our last few. 
Yeah, I agree with that. What do you, what do you think about Julio? Do you think this would be a good time to take Julio too? I mean, thank God he just went. Okay. I, I was no just kissing Julio in redraft. Okay. I was just curious to where you think he should go. If you think this is the range and obviously, I mean, wide receiver 54. I mean, the fact that somebody took like Tim Patrick over him, there's basically no difference except for Julio has talent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Tim Patrick right. is probably the wide receiver three or four on his own team mm-hmm. with a tight end, you know, and Julio doesn't even have a tight end to deal with. So like, how would you take Tim Patrick over Julio? That doesn't make sense to me, but mm. I get it. So after um, MVS there, it went Gasecki, Tyrion Davis-Price, Gerald Everett, Evan Ingram, Julio Jones, Marlon Mack, Garrett Wilson, and Tyler Boyd. Yep, and two more teams, Eric, took their second tight end. So we have, I believe, six teams now that have doubled up on tight end at least. Okay. And there went KJ Osborne as well right after that. That was our, our, like, backdoor, backdoor stack. Right. So now we are up. Um, I mean, Kenny Galladay still sitting there, DJ Chark. I like Devontae Parker a lot. He's been getting a lot of hype with Mac Jones right now. He's clearly the wide receiver one alpha there right now. And if we think Mac Jones is going to have a good year, I think Devontae would be a nice little pick. Well, you're thinking that Tyrod Taylor is going to start. So I don't know why yeah. you'd want any Giants then. Well, no, I was, I was just saying he's next up on the ADP list here. I do like Jahan Dotson too, you, you mentioned. I think Devontae Parker could fall another round, so I'd be okay with that. Running back-wise, I do like Brian Robinson, who's still sitting there as well. Khalil Herbert's sitting there too. Let's go receiver. Let's go Dotson. Okay, Dotson. Give us a little upside, and then we'll take a vet receiver coming back if we don't have anybody else we want. Okay. All right, so I locked in Jahan Dotson there for us. I and like Robinson. Been... I like Khalil Herbert. I think mm-hmm. the problem with those guys is we've kind of already made our pick like that with Spiller. Mm-hmm. So I think we either look. What do you uh, think well, about Watson too? Well, I mean, Carr is still sitting on the board though, you know? Right. And I think if we went Parker, I know, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Parker, but I'm, I understand. I love Mac Jones. So getting, the good, the good thing about getting Parker or Kendrick Bourne or Jacoby Myers is you can stack all of them if you target Mac Jones late. Right. So, like, I'm fine if you just want to – because I took Bourne in the pros versus Joes, and I was really fine with any of the three. So I'd be fine with going Parker, and then that gives us another backup shot on Mac if uh, Watson gets sniped. But, I mean, Carr is still there. Fields is still there. Watson is still there. I – I don't think we need to worry about quarterback here. I think we can go with a receiver. Okay. And Jacoby Myers went right after us. Uh, I know another receiver that we both really like is DJ Chark. And he's still sitting out there. He's yeah. I don't, I don't understand Chark going at wider in the wide receiver sixties. That's just shocking to me. Right. I agree with you a hundred percent. So honestly, he's a better, he's a far better player. I think than Parker. Right. I agree with that. I've never liked Parker, but. You know, it is with Mac Jones. Dude, my only thing with Chark is Goff just, just refuses to throw the ball down the field, but they don't have anybody else on the outside. It's just Chark right now with J-Mo hurt. Yeah, and I'm I I'm not sure I, I'm not sure J-Mo really is gonna play that much this year. Like I think he'll play play, but I'm I'm not really worried about him mm-hmm. 
Like, I'm not worried about a guy like that that may not even be ready till midseason. But I think Chark, I think Chark signed with Detroit kind of with the, you know, he's playing for a second contract. You know what I mean? Right. If he has a good year, he's gone. He's going to get one of these, you know, he's going to get like another Christian Kirk type contract. So perfect. Right. Guy takes his second quarterback and it's Tua. That's, that's great for us. Yeah. Jamison Crowder to a turn. Nice, nice two picks there. Not. So Charker, uh, Charker Parker, which one do you prefer talent or potential stack? Cause I was thinking Ooh. another thing is if we don't get Mac, uh, I don't hate getting Jameis Winston with Camara. Right, that that could work too. I think, man, I know the, there's a couple receivers there that we like. I think Brian Robinson is just standing out to me at running back, and Daryl Henderson's still there too, who's an elite handcuff. No, Henderson. Or Henderson went. I missed. Yeah, Henderson went. I mean, you know what? If you got a feeling on Robinson, there's still receivers that um, we can target. So I'm fine with it. That's probably our last, maybe our second to last running back. It's a little earlier than we usually would take our RB five, but I'm fine with it. Mm. Yeah, you got I mean, a gut I, feeling. Don't don't let me sway out of it, for, especially for Devontae right. fucking Parker. Right. I mean, are you having the same feelings I am that maybe Gibson's not going to be the guy here and it's going to be Robinson? I think it's going to be a messy backfield, but I also can acknowledge that if if Gibson's out of the way, I'm with you that nobody's talking about. McKissick, I think, is irrelevant. So I, I think let's 100%. go Robinson. Okay, I'm good with that because I think there's a massive drop off at running backs here after Robinson. Like, I think he's the last one that I could say could be a weekly RB two. I think well, maybe I, there's Sony Michelle that I love, but like the rest of these guys are pure backups. I mean, you hear people talking about JD McKissick, like how he's going to be like a really good receiver, and I know you're on the opposite of that. You're selling the shit out of him and not draft him and redraft in Dynasty. You're fucking out right. on him. Right, so and that's based off of what did Carson Wentz do with Naeem Hines last year? Absolutely nothing. They wasted him, and it's not because the offense changed or anything like that. It's just Carson Wentz refuses to check the ball down. He's going to throw it deep and throw it to his tight ends over the middle and whatnot. He just he's always refused to throw it to the running backs, even in Philadelphia. And so, isn't he famous for the it, you know he he can't even hit like the touch screen passes too? Right. Yeah, yeah, he he struggles with that too. So I think, yeah, we just – J.D. McKissick is the ultimate fade for me this year. And he's only just, um, you know, in these PPR leagues, a guy that you can throw in in a pinch, you know. So I'll let somebody else draft him. I'm not too interested in him. And so just, just to, to shift the dynasty, any third, even 24 thirds, gone? Oh, yeah, any third, definitely gone. Yeah. Two-fourths? Yeah, I'd probably take that, yeah. I think you can definitely get that. So after we took uh, Jahan Dotson and went Jacoby Myers, Crowder, Tua, Khalil Herbert, we took Brian Robinson, Josh Palmer, Mark Ingram, Noah Fant in round 13. That uh, the, the t- teammate that has four tight ends and only two receivers, he just had to get his second fucking quarterback before his of, third receiver. Of course. So he gets... Derek Carr and Gus Edwards went as well. I'm I'm scared off of Gus Edwards this year. I think I'm completely out on Gus Edwards. I mean, honestly, the the Baltimore backs that I want are Tyler Beatty and Mike Davis because <laughs> they cost right. nothing. Right. There goes Devontae Parker and Robert Tunyon. 
that's okay missing on Parker. I, I mean, I, I just, I've liked what I've heard so far on him. It's not like I had to have him. So I'm okay with that. Well, I mean, we're all, Parker was only a contingency to give us a flexible shot at Mac if he falls back to us, mm-hmm. but it really like, we, we really we like Mac Jones, but this is a four-point passing touchdown league, Eric. We don't really want Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. He's just like, like I honestly think I would take Winston over Mac Jones because I think he has a higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this format, Mac would just be like the absolute last quarterback we would probably draft. Right. And like if him and Lawrence and Fields and Winston and Watson are gone, like we're not. Like that's the thing with us. We're not if if we're at one quarterback and all those guys are gone, we're not drafting Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones. Like we'll just let those guys go to waivers. Right. And then Chris rounds us off here in round 13 and starting 14. After Derek Carr went Tunyon, Devontae Parker, Evan McPherson, and Chris Grab, Michael Gallup, and Daryl Williams. See, I think that's actually really good value on Michael Gallup. Right. Even if he comes back second half of the year, I mean, round 13. You remember where Gallup was going earlier in this year, like round eight, round nine? Yeah, he's, he's fallen a few rounds for sure. Yeah, but you were on that since like freaking February, you know, yeah. right when he had the surgery. I remember you posting like, don't get your hopes up that this guy's going to be ready by camp, you know, and yeah. it's like that's come to fruition and his price is corrected now to where honestly, that's something that kind of I didn't realize he was going that low. Mm-hmm. I'm fine taking Gallup as my wide receiver six or seven. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%. keep him on your bench. And, you know, if he comes back by week six, week eight, then you use him down the stretch. But yeah, week right. He was going in the top 40 receivers, which is just yeah. ridiculous. So, so think about this is you have Gallup had his surgery in February. J-Mo tore his in, in like beginning of January, probably didn't have his surgery till the middle of January. And Godwin was the same thing. I think he tore his in December and had his surgery January 3rd. So that's like a month difference between Gallup and Godwin. And we're like, oh, Godwin's going to be ready for the season. Like, I just, I don't see it. I don't. Well, and you know what's funny is Odell tore his in the Super Bowl, which was Mm -hmm. like the second week or late first week of February. Yep. And had his surgery like 10 days later. And people are just treating him like he's not even coming back until like the fantasy playoffs. Right. So isn't it weird how like Gallup literally had his surgery like 10 days before Odell? Yeah. And Odell, everyone is just written off that he's not even going to sign until like week 10. And then Gallup, people think is going to be ready by preseason. It's just like people's minds are fucking warped. Right. So after uh, Daryl Williams, I went McKinnon, Nico Collins at the 1403. That was a really good pick. Uh, Nicole Hardman, Kenny Galladay at 14.05, and DJ Chark at 14.06. So the team eighth got his third receiver, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, what do you think about because I mean, the Jar- team after us? Yeah, Jarvis I was thinking Landry. Jarvis Landry or uh, Jarvis Landry or Pickens, but I, I think Landry is a nice pick to give us, especially mm. if we ended up with Winston. Right. Another one that I was thinking of, but it just got ruined, was what if we would have taken Joku, even though we don't really need it, and we could have gotten Joku Watson? Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good passing that. 
Okay. There goes Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. We are up the next pick. Do you want to take Watson here or you want to take Jarvis? Well, it really comes down to one team. The team after us has only one quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, the quarterbacks available, Fields, Watson, Winston. So if and we're fine that. with Winston or Fields, then we can take Jarvis. But honestly, I think I'm okay taking Watson because we're trying to we're trying to hit a home run. I don't think Fields and mm-hmm. Winston have home run ceilings, you know. Right, and there's still a chance that Landry comes back to us too. So I'm good with Watson if we want to take the home run swing here. Yeah, QB 18. I mean, after Lawrence Carr, Tua, yeah, I, I, it's worth it. Even if Watson misses half the year, um, you know, that's I think that's worth taking. Okay. Hopefully awesome. it's only hopefully it's only six games because Cousins has a week seven bye. Mm. But we'll see. Yeah, we, we can we can always pick up somebody. There's always a, a guy to drop on our team, so that's not bad. But right yeah. now our roster construction, we have two quarterbacks, one, two, three, four, five running backs, and one, two, three, four, five, six receivers, and one tight end. Yep. And we have uh what six picks left? Yep. So we got to use one of the two of those picks on a kicker and a defense. We usually save those till 19 and 20 because we usually stream kicker and defense. They don't, you know, in, in these leagues, they don't make that huge of a difference. Yeah, it's nice to have a kicker, but kickers come out of nowhere. They're random. So we usually wait till around 19 and 20 to take those guys. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll cut the episode off before we get to the kicker and defense just because that's – that's pretty boring, but yeah, we don't really care who we end up getting. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Christian Watson just went. That's another guy that I do not want. And redraft fucking wolf. Yeah. I didn't even want him in dynasty redraft. Definitely not. Well, it was a star, so it looks like he might've got auto picked. Okay. Well, that's good because hopefully uh, Jarvis will fall to us. Yeah, Jarvis Landry, he usually goes way before this. If we get him in round 15, that's a steal and a half. I would I would push for probably George Pickens if if he doesn't. Okay. Another one I like there is Robbie Anderson. Woof. Yeah, you don't like Robbie, huh? No. Oh, there goes Jarvis. Um I, I'm fine with uh, Pickens. Another couple guys I have, Peoples-Jones, we could pair him up with Watson. As apparently him and Watson have a great chemistry so far that I've read. Uh, Curtis Samuel's been getting a lot of buzz. He's been looking explosive and good again. And then Isaiah McKenzie, I still have him out there as well. Wandale Robinson? I don't mind Wandale. I think we can get him a little later. I think this well, if we can get little- Wandale later, we can get Isaiah McKenzie on fucking waivers. I I think McKenzie is definitely going to go here within the next two rounds, I would bet. Ugh. It's just with all the hype he's getting, and he's got Josh Allen. But we are up now. Uh, Landry, Deontay Foreman, James Robinson went. So if you want to take uh, like George Pickens or Donovan Peoples-Jones here, I'm okay with that. I think Peoples-Jones we can get next time around. I'm go- I think we go for take the shot on Pickens. Take the shot on Pickens? Okay. Claypool... Claypool dinged his shoulder today and Deontay's holding out. I, I just think Pickens could be one of those guys that even if he starts slow, you know, he could still be the best receiver on that roster. Yeah. 
and he has a couple more weeks to prove that he might be the best receiver on that team with Deontay holding out and Claypool hurt. So, yeah, I agree with that. Let's go with George Pickens. Done. All right. Yeah, I, I like our receiving core there. Ayuk, Jefferson, Hollywood, Bateman, Elijah Moore, Dotson, Pickens. That's like the last three drafts combined. We don't have anybody else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we definitely stayed very, very young, except for, I mean, Hollywood is our oldest receiver. Yeah. And I think our running backs, I mean, you know, we ended up with three rookie running backs, two rookie receivers. So shout out to Jay Reed. He might not love that, but <laughs> that's a Jay Reed special right there. Uh, so after we took Pickens, Zamir White went, Van Jefferson, and J.D. McKissick, who we already talked about. No thanks. There is a couple running backs out there still that I like. Uh, Sony Michelle, Jamal Williams is decent for you know just a fill-in running back. Raheem Mostert could. End up being the starter in Miami. We don't know that. I still think Sony Michelle's better. Chris Evans is another guy. I don't know what you've heard about Chris Evans so far at camp. I mean, I'm fine with Chris Evans. I think he's getting a little buzz, but P. Ryan's also not there. Right. So I, my my drawback on Chris Evans is that even if opportunity smacked him in the face, I don't necessarily know if he would get it. But Right. Listen, we're looking for, at this point, we're looking for running backs on good offenses, even if they're going to end up being in 50-50 committees. If you remember a couple of years ago when Mixon got hurt, he had that weird foot injury, and mm-hmm. they just shut him down, remember? Yep. And they had P. Ryan and Bernard the last half of the season. I mean, both those guys were playable, and that was a, I mean, that was a Brandon Allen dog shit team yep. for a lot of the years. I mean, the first couple games when Mixon was out and Burrow was still the quarterback, like Bernard and... P Ryan were both like fringe playable. So I think it's no different here. And Evans obviously has fresher legs than Bernard did. So I'm I'm okay taking him. We probably need one more running back, I would say. And the receivers are, I think because we have Watson, we do take a shot on people's Jones. I mean, I'd rather have David Bell, but I mean, David Bell's probably going to fall to waivers with his foot injury. Right. Uh, so after McKissick, JMO went, Harrison Butker went, our first defense went Buffalo and Hassan Haskins just went. So, yeah, I mean, there's three kickers have gone already. This usually does not happen in these leagues, but that's why they're $35 leagues. You get some some random guys in here who don't know what they're really doing. So that's fine, whatever. Take take your kickers. We'll get one that will produce the same in numbers five rounds later. Yep. Kendrick Bourne just went after Haskins. Kendrick Bourne's another guy that we both like. Well, I mean, we don't love Kendrick Bourne, but I think we acknowledge that there's a, every piece of the Patriots' offense mm-hmm. is essentially being discounted because no one knows who the hell they're going to give the ball to, right. both the backfield and the pass catchers. And really, the only lock is Hunter Henry, and I think people have kind of slotted Hunter Henry as like this low upside, you know, not not a lot of yards after the catch, touchdown reliant tight end. Right. But I mean, if you like Mac. They literally have six or seven ambiguous options. Like it makes sense every team to get one of those options and just take your shots that it's Myers or Bourne or Parker or Henry or Stevenson or Damian Harris or take Pierre Strong in the last round. You know what I mean? It just makes right. sense to take one or two Patriots in every league. 
So, so right now we have seven receivers and five running backs. So usually in our roster constructions and how we build, we probably want to get what one more receiver and two running backs is usually how we do it. Well, we only have two picks left because we got to take a kicker and a defense. I think we probably. Well, we have we have sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, and you're right. We have 19, three twenty. Yeah. Honestly, I, I would say we go all running backs, but okay, because we took a couple rookie receivers. Um, I could justify people's Jones since we have Watson, but that'd probably be it. I'd be looking to stack. Otherwise I'm not just taking okay. a random receiver to take a random receiver. Okay. I think we take people's Jones here then and get it out of the way. Cause they're, I mean, the, all the receivers are pretty much the same here. Okay. And none of the running backs are standing out either. I went fields. I went Jamal Williams. Shout out to Chris. He double sniped me on Chris Evans and Sony Michelle. Yeah, that's a, pure product of Chris knows us. Yeah. And so he, I'm sure he probably knew Eric was running this. Eric was running this uh, board here and he knows Eric loves both those guys. So. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. I, we, I have so many of those guys on the other team, so that's not a, not a big deal. What about, what about uh, Chuba Hubbard? I just haven't heard much buzz on him at all. I think Foreman is definitely going to be the guy there. But what I if think, we're wrong and he's not? Yeah, I mean, we could be wrong on a lot of these guys, like Jeff Wilson, Tyler Beatty, I think is a guy we should definitely take. Daniel Jones, holy woof. Hopefully, uh, did you see the tweet today where he, uh, I know it was a fake tweet, but he hit the <laughs> person in row three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was funny. All right, so I took People's Jones for us. Austin Hooper went. Um, I mean, for running back-wise, I think Moster, Dontrell Hilliard's another guy we like. Dearness Johnson we've been taking just because of the, the rumors that he might be a trade candidate if somebody goes down, and he would be a trade candidate for somebody who can step right in. I mean, if somebody's yep. going to trade for him, he's going to play. Jeff Wilson's getting buzzed as maybe the number two. Damian Williams has looked really good. Tyler Beatty's been getting a lot of the work there for Baltimore early on. I like Beatty a little bit. Abrams. I'd probably go. I'd probably go Dearness Johnson. Okay, because he's one of those where anybody could move for him that needs even a even needs a backup. You know what I mean? Right. That even either has an ambiguous backfield or they have an injury to one of their backups, and he immediately can slide in as like, you know, the RB two. Right. Okay. Like I saw the Giants were look the the Giants worked out Devonte Booker today. Okay. So that kind of tells me they're not happy with their backfield. Right. And that could be a team that they could get. They could bring in a guy like Dearness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, that, makes, maybe. that makes sense. All right, so Dearness is there. I'm going to go ahead and punch that ticket. We'll take him. Yeah, I saw that, and that was interesting to me because you'd think, oh, well, he was on the Giants the last couple of years, right? Yeah, but, but it's it was a, a whole regime. it's a whole new regime, and they still brought him in. So that makes me wonder if there's still somebody in, like, ownership, you know what I mean, that, want, that likes him for some reason. And the sleeper report just came out. Wandale Robinson, the star of the Giants offense so far. And you just wanted to fade him. I have like two shares of him. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I think he's going to be a gadget player. I don't I don't see. Is that because of the he was lining up in the backfield? That shit scares you. 
No, it doesn't scare me, but I, I think Rondale Moore is what scares me. That happening again. Yeah, we're going to have to – I want to ask Ray. I meant to ask Ray about that again, about Rondale and Wandale, you know, the difference between them. I know they're both small, blah, blah, blah. I, I want to know, like, what are the what are the fil- what does the film say on them? How similar are they? Right. Because it seems like it's kind of a lazy comparison, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they were both really good, you know, catching the ball down the field as well. So, I mean, they're both kind of similar if if you really think about it. There went Isaiah McKenzie. I knew he'd go at some point. To the Josh Allen team. Of course. So that guy has a method. He's going to be starting Isaiah McKenzie week one. Yeah, so this guy's five receivers are DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, Paris Campbell, Isaiah McKenzie. Well, awesome. Running backs of Zeke Elliott, Devin Singletary, Naeem Hines, Tyler Algier, Marlon Mack. And that guy, Team Nine, just took his second defense. Way to go. Yeah, we're getting to the point where it's just being ridiculous. So let's make this last pick, and then we'll cut it off before we go through all the exciting kickers and defenses. <laughs> right, right. Ooh, Romeo Dubs. That's another one that's getting a lot of buzz. Until reality sets in. So, so we're going to probably be looking at a running back here with our last pick before we sign off. Um, is there someone in particular you're looking at? I think Dontrell Hilliard's a guy we got a shit ton of, so I'm okay with passing on him. But like Tyler Beatty is a guy we haven't taken a lot of. Jeff Wilson, Damian Williams, Eno Benjamin maybe. I mean, we do have Elijah Mitchell. Right. There goes Tyler Beatty, so there goes that pipe dream. I mean, I think with Elijah Mitchell, I mean, I don't even like Jeff Wilson, but if he makes the roster, kind of makes sense to have Elijah Mitchell because you never know if they go to him over Tyrion Davis Price. Mm-hmm. So I'd be fine with Jeff Wilson. I mean, okay. he's a guy I can't wait to cut, but, you know. Yeah, he'd be our first cut if we ever needed it for sure. I've seen um, Zach Moss has actually bought, gotten some time with the ones too. They've actually uh, been using him a little bit. You like Mike Davis? No. You like one of these Arizona guys, Eno Benjamin or Keontae Ingram? Or you're just not sure who it's going to be? I'm just not sure yet. I don't think we're going to know until like the pads come on and we start getting getting some reports from that and some in-game stuff watching it, uh, the preseason games there. You like Trey Sermon getting cut and going somewhere else? No, because I just think he's not any good, to be honest. <laughs> Thanks, Matt Waldman, RB1. <laughs> you, you like Kyron Williams taking the role from Daryl Henderson? At some point, yes, but I think he's going to – he's missing all this camp with his broken foot still. I, I think his his fine. rookie year might be fucking lost. Yeah, unfortunately. There goes one of Scott's favorite players, Brevin Jordan. And you know what? Somebody will say it's a steal. Yep. You know, another one who hasn't gone yet that I'm surprised is Kyle Rudolph. Yuck. I mean, I don't want him, but I'm just saying I usually figured somebody would have pulled the trigger on that one. Already. The sleeper tight end out there is Taysom Hill, Eric. Don't you know he's going to start a couple games at quarterback? <laughs> right. And someone actually took Trey Sermon. <laughs> <laughs> Was it kill them all now? No, draft practice 51, so he's getting his 34th share. Uh, right. Jeez. 
All right, so we're up in three picks. You know who's still sitting there that you talk an awful lot of shit about? Who's that? They, let's see if your money. you want to put your money where your mouth is. Tight end 26, Tyler Conklin. I don't talk anything about I like Tyler Conklin. No, I'm saying you talk about how you really like him. Yeah, I, I, he's going to be the Jets' pass-catching tight end this year. Yeah, I And like the reason ball. why we don't draft Tyler Conklin is because he's going to go to waivers in every league. Yeah, exactly. 100%. All right, one more pick and then we're up. So we're gonna we're locked in on Jeff Wilson then because we got uh, well take never mind. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson got sniped. Oh, that's a bummer. We had to All end right. the show with a snipe. Yep, thanks. So, looking at the list here, uh, we have Camaro. You want to take Abram Smith? Yeah, why not? Okay, we'll do. He that. makes we'll- the roster then. Well, let's put it this way. If he's good enough to make the roster, he'll make the roster anyway because of his guaranteed money. If Kamara gets suspended, he's definitely going to have a role. So, yeah, I like it. Okay. Yeah, I just noticed that off the top of my head. So, (laughs) good thinking on my part. Yep. Let's put everyone out of their misery, recap the team, and then we'll close it out. Right. So, our starting roster. Well, it's the whole roster here. Quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson. Running backs are D. Ernest Johnson, Abram Smith, James Cook, Isaiah Spiller, Alvin Kamara, Elijah Mitchell, Brian Robinson, and our wide receivers are Brandon Ayuk, Justin Jefferson, Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, and our lone tight end is Kyle Pitts. So if we wanted to do our week one starting roster, it's going to be Cousins out there with Kamara and Mitchell as our running backs. Receivers were probably throwing out there. Jefferson, Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman. And then we'd probably decide between Elijah Moore and Ayuk. I think Ayuk's got an easy matchup, so maybe Ayuk. And then tight end Kyle Pitts and then whoever our kicker and defense are. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it started out with basically the dream trio that I mentioned, and we ended up getting both of those guys. Mm-hmm. and our roster construction was almost exactly how we wanted. We ended up with, I believe, eight receivers. Uh, we ended up with seven running backs, mm-hmm. two quarterbacks, tight end, kicker, defense. So, I mean, pretty much what we would always do. We might, in some drafts, lean for one at more rece- or one more running back and one less receiver, but it just depends on how the board falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like it. I love getting the Watson Cousins stack. Uh, we got sniped a couple times on running backs later on, but you know if you're going to do a lot of these drafts, especially like if somebody's looking to get into FFPC and you want to get into a lot of, you know, potential shots to get main event entries, like, dude, if you got a couple hundred bucks, throw down, you know, do ten of these drafts mm-hmm. and diversify. And if you're drafting in July, like you can pick a lot of these different backup running backs, and you just know there's no sweat if. You know, Dearness Johnson doesn't get traded. He could be cut. If Abram Smith doesn't make the team, he could be cut. You know, like there's, that's why you take those guys late and you don't, you know, like some of these picks in round 19, round 20, Terrace Marshall, Will Fuller, like teams are probably not going to cut those guys right away. Whereas like, we're going to know where we stand on a couple of our running backs. So I think that applies to redraft, but it definitely applies to dynasty too. I mean, mm-hmm. how many of these like just, hope and a prayer running backs are you carrying in dynasty like roster fulls you know what i mean yep. and they don't make the cut they're 
largely, I would say what 90 plus percent of them, if they don't make the team out of camp, like they're gone. Yeah, pretty much for me. Very few. I'm going to be like, oh, well, that guy has a good profile. I'll wait it out until he gets a shot because then you just end up holding him on your roster. Barring that you have like a massive taxi squad, like you're just kind of holding these guys on your roster and you're waiting for them to get called up from the practice squad in the NFL, which is, I mean, that's a good sign, but it's still taxi squad in the NFL to playing time in a game is a, is like three steps from one to the other. Yeah. You're hoping for an injury ahead of them. Yeah, pretty much. So it applies to dynasty. You get quicker outcomes on running backs, which is why we favor kind of taking our running backs a little bit later. So yeah. Take that away from this from, uh, you know, even though it's FFPC redraft, you can apply that to Dynasty as well. So I think we're good. I love the team. I think it's one of the better teams we've drafted construction wise, but also like we targeted specific, a specific build and we accomplished probably 90% of it. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. This is definitely one of our better teams that we've we've built so far. Uh, we've pretty much gotten a lot of kind of different players than what we've gotten too. Like we don't, I don't think we had a Kyle Pitts team yet. Uh, we had some, we had some Hollywood Brown. We've had some Bateman. We had like one Camara so far. I think maybe, I think I took a cousins on one of my best ball teams. So we definitely got some different players and it's nice too, with the, um, training camp news coming out, like George Pickens, we never was taking George Pickens. I think this is our first pick and share. Uh, I think this is our first time getting Isaiah Spiller too. So we got, you know, a few different players that we don't have in our portfolio as well. So that's nice. Yeah, we'll end it there. We're uh, coming around. We'll k- pick our kicker and our defense, and um, we'll end the show. So hopefully everybody's still here an hour, 40 minutes in. Usually these live drafts takes about an hour and a half, so you know, about right on cue. And, uh, again, if you're interested in this, we're not sponsored by, nor do we really care to plug FFPC, but we enjoy playing it. We've played it for years. Uh, and if you're really looking to get into high stakes and you don't have, you know, 350 or – a thousand or fifteen hundred or two grand to throw around for a league. Start with these thirty-five dollar leagues. You can do them in a hour and a half, and you can do either best ball or you can do uh, set your lineup. So if you're interested, uh, check it out. I think it's myffpc.com. Yep. Yeah. This is where we where I've started the last couple seasons, so it's been nice. But yeah, I echo everything Scott said there about um, doing these thirty-five dollar best balls and the classics and stuff like that. It's a good way to earn, you know, football guys. And then you can, if you win a football guys, you can move up to the main events, which are a whole lot of fun as well. You can even do those live drafts in Vegas. But for that, we're going to sign off. I am at Eric Vanek NFL on Twitter, and you can follow the show at America's Game Pod um, as well on Twitter. And then one more thing I also wanted to bring up before we close, check out the All Gas newsletter. Um, it is at uh, allgas.beehive, which is spelled B-E-E-H-I-I-V.com so, and uh, slash subscribe. Go there and sign up for the All Gas newsletter. You got Ray, you got Jay Rich, you got Brandon, you got Mike and Adam from the 4D Chess Guys, you got Gene and Ike, you got our injury Dr. Jeff, you got JB, our analytics guy as well, posting stuff in there every single week for you guys for free. And then your newsletter to your email every Friday morning, right when the wake up show starts. So make sure you go over there and subscribe to the newsletter. We would really, really appreciate it. And Scott, go ahead and close out with yours as well. Yeah. At Charles chill FFB. Uh, you can find me there. Dynasty and chill trades in five mannequin chill DLF, all the other places. Check out my Twitter bio for that stuff. Um, 
shout out to Jay Reed. Um, he is my high stakes partner that we play FFPC with. Eric partnered with him. Uh, we run about a half a dozen teams together, the three of us as well. Um, and our team is at Chase the Helmet. So if you want to inter interact with some high stakes guys, uh, Jay usually mans that Twitter feed uh, at Chase the Helmet. So shout out to Jay. Uh, and yeah, uh, appreciate Destination Debbie for the uh, the platform. Good stuff. Eric, three episodes in the books, and uh, we'll catch everybody on the next episode next week. Mm -hmm.